Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I'll take you on a journey with Thomas Herb. Thomas Herb is one half of SBTH, co-founder of the label Lossless and part of the Compost Label crew in Munich. He takes us on a journey and a time travel through the beginnings of his career in Munich um, with destinations at the Ultraschall Club, Ultraschall 2, Hadi Klein, MMA, Bob Beeman and a lot more locations. We are also talking about current projects and believe me, some memories are going to pop up when listening to this interview. <laughs> so enjoy! Thomas, I'm very excited about our interview today. Um, the last time that we met, it's a long time ago. So thank you so much for taking the time for this interview. Yeah, hello and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's, it's a long time that we met in person, but uh, I think like three, four years ago must have been in the compost office. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's a pleasure to, to be in your podcast series. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you already mentioned um, compost. You're working on or you are part of so many wonderful projects like you're part of SBTH. You're um, running uh, Lossless together with your label partner. You're part of Compost and um, you are one of the artists of the Munich Travel Guide, which I'm really happy about. Um, but before we start this interview and talk about all these fantastic projects, how are you today and where are you right now? <laughs> yeah, I, thanks for having me again. It's a, it's a big pleasure um, being part of, of your wonderful travel guide project. And, and I'm also really happy that it's about Munich, a city I, I have a close connection to for years now. Um, yeah, and where I... Am I today? I'm I'm at home with my family because in, in Germany, at least in Germany, is bank holiday today. I think it's a Catholic holiday, bank holiday, and um, yeah, even if I'm not close closely related to to the church, uh, I'm happy that it's it's an off day and I'm with my family because in I, I don't know how how it's in in other countries, but uh, today is also. Father's Day, a day I don't uh, particularly celebrate, but I'm a father and I'm with my family and, and that's, that's good. So that's I'm happy. <laughs> wonderful day. <laughs> yeah. Even if the, the weather is bad in the south of Germany, that, that's what I can say. I, I, think, I think you're in Portugal, right? Yes, but I'm coming to Germany tomorrow. And, and, and hot temperatures, I, I, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, but when I arrive to Germany, um, there is only rain. So let's see how the next days will be. Yeah, <laughs> so I would like to start our official interview part with a little time travel, because in 1996, you started to um, DJ in the electronic music era and um, yeah you then soon became resident of the event series Flucati which were held in the Ultraschall Club and Harry Klein. 
tell us a bit about that time in Munich back then and especially about this famous club Ultraschall. How was it? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it, it generally I started like in, with, with electronic music. I think I started DJing in 1996. Then uh, somehow I moved to Munich, like to get some more opportunities and stuff like as a DJ and, and job wise also. Um, and it was a great time back then. So, um, I mean, a, 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 lot, a lot of things happened just like uh, naturally. You, you met people from the nightlife, uh, maybe in the job, but maybe also privately. Um, you got introduced to club promoters and stuff and to booking agents. And yeah, we were sharing mixtapes and stuff. So that, uh, I mean, generally was, was a good time and electronic music back then was, was like still very fresh, very new and um, yeah. Like, and regarding Ultraschall 2, that, that's where the Flucati House Club started, I think in 1998. It was um, hosted by Toby Neumann and Markus Kanzler. And it was like every Friday night in the uh, Flucati, like in the green, in the small room of, of Ultraschall, which has been called like der grüne Raum because all the walls and, and also all the pillars were lined with green flocati. The ceilings were kind of low um, and the sound was really dry and warm because of the flocati, it was like no, or like the, 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 the sound was up, absorbed. And so you had this like this really dry, warm studio-like uh, sound quality in there. You, you really felt the basses and stuff. So, um, yeah, and it, it was like the, the, the house club of, let's say the kind of house club of Ultraschall. Um, yeah, and I was introduced by Virginia and Dominic back then. I, I think uh, Dominic heard like, he was working at Partisan office where I was working with, with my company or with the company I worked for back then. So we were sharing offices and one day I think I was copying my new mixtape in the office and he asked me, hey, what, what's that? And I said, hey, that's my new mixtape. <laughs> I, I, I recorded yesterday night. And so he, he, I think he liked it and sooner or later Dominic he said like, hey, excuse Dominic me? Danieli, right? Dominic Danieli, yes. He was a, a, like back then he was resident DJ or a DJ team with Virginia, who's she's now in Berlin and releasing on Osgood and this Panorama Bar resident and stuff, you know, Virginia. But back then she's originally from Munich and she, she was teaming up as a, as a DJ team, Virginia and Dominic. Um, they were tour, touring around and yeah, but also uh, holding this residency at Lucati. And Dominic liked this, this music or this tape and sooner or later he, he said, hey, let me talk to Toby. Uh, maybe uh, you can do a warm-up for, for us one day in Flocati. And, and then like a couple of weeks later, uh, he came back and said, hey, 
I talked to Toby, and uh, if if you're up for it, you 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 can do our warm up uh, next month or something like that. So, so that's how I came to my first gig at Flucati, and um, I I I really had fun. <laughs> was a bit nervous also because uh, Ultraschall was like uh, one one of the most famous clubs in Germany back then. So, but uh, yeah, like playing a couple of records and then the nervousness is flying away and, and you get into it. And yeah, I mean, also with, with that great sound system, with that uh, great crowd they had back then, I mean, it was really, really a great mixture of, of people, younger, older ones, uh, really devoted crowd. You, 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 you pretty much saw the same faces week, week in, week out. <laughs> Whenever you went to uh, Fukati, it was feeling like kind of family. Of course, like within the years, it, it exchanged, but uh, there there was really a devoted crowd back then. And yeah, I mean, uh, they they also did a great job on the booking side of things. Um, they they had like like the the the. the cream of, of German house DJs from DJ Klee and the Martini Brewers to Dixon to Ian Pooley to Boris Glugosch to Tonka and then plus they had like uh, regular international guests like Luke Solomon or the Freaks were pretty popular they had Atta of course from Robert Johnson Ricardo uh, Villalobos so it was a, a high quality of, of, of music, uh, especially in the, in, the, in the deeper fields of house, but also, yeah, like house on the border to techno. Because like the, yeah, like the, or Steve Buck, for example, was also a reg regular guest. And, and not to forget about DJ Karotte. <laughs> he, he also hold a long resident there, uh, residence there, so. Yeah, a lot of cool guests, a great vibe, and uh, yeah, nice memories. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say the scene in Munich changed a bit after the closing of um, the Kunstpark Ost, um, where yes. Ultraschall 2 was located as well, and Harry Klein. Um, then how the journey continued for you? Because I mean, you also were part of the change and you had different um, residencies or clubs that you played. How did your journey then went on? Yeah, I mean, um, after, after Ultraschall 2 closed, I think that must have been in 2003, um, the Flucati club continued. Uh, they first moved for a little short while they moved to to a club called garden where where i still was resident and then uh, after the opening of harry klein which which was at optimal gelände which was pretty close to or right next to kunstpark ost um Flucati house club continued at at uh, kunstpark uh, at at harry klein every Friday night. Um, but like, I, I changed my job during that time. Like in 2002, I think I started with Compass Records where I still work full time. <laughs> and uh, also sound wise, a lot happened. Like, um, like this, I, I was more or less, I, I was playing in, in my early 
DJ days I, or yeah, in my early DJ days, I played like deep house, like the real deep house and soulful house and everything funky, deep, a uh, lot of US related house music. And then um, on the one hand, that kind of sound has been lost a bit in stereotypes at the time. I, I, I really think the, the, the quality of this classic US house uh, was losing, losing ground a bit and, and everything was only a, a repetition of things which have made better already years before. Um, and then like Electro Clash became really popular at that time, like dance music, which was, um, yeah, uh, based on 80s, let's say 80s pop music <laughs> and electro. Uh, there was some good records. There was some hilarious records, at least for my taste. And then also at the same time, like uh, the minimal sound became really popular. Richie Horton, um, then Lucia Luciano and, and this kind of cruise. So for me, I was a bit uh, in between, let's say, um, especially, I, I still was playing at Flucati, but I, I wasn't able to, to shift my music uh, that, that quickly because I had some, some ideals and, and I, I rather wanted to stick with my, with my sound or de develop slowlier than, than uh, the crowds sometimes requested it at 11.30 when you just started the warm up. They wanted to, to have harder music or like more minimal. I don't know. Sometimes it was just like I, I had the impression I'm 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 way too soft right now. I'm I'm way too soft for 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 that kind of crowd at the moment. And uh, I I also think uh, if if I'm allowed to say that the drugs changed a lot at that time. So you had a lot more less. You had less ecstasy, less marijuana. You had more speed. More, more like nose drugs, I would say, um, and so they. I, it it was pretty much like uh, I, in the end of the day, my music was a bit too soft, and so. But but I worked at Compost, and I, I got like a new musical input. I mean, back then it was Compost was more popular for for new jazz, but we also had a label comp uh, uh, label. Uh, a common or uh, a shared label with the Jesanova guys from Berlin, Jesanova Compost, and and uh, whenever Jürgen, one member of Jesanova, came to Munich, he brought me the latest uh, stuff from Zonar Collective. Well, not only me, he brought it to Michael, but he gave me a copy as well and stuff. So there was some new, um, yeah, like new musical styles as well. And they were signing like uh, at Sonar Collective because Dixon was involved there at the time. They released the first records of Arm. They released Dixon's early projects uh, as Wahoo with George Levin. So um, I got fresh input from that kind of side. And also like I, I discovered more Detroit classic Detroit techno, which, which is also closer to house than the German kind of techno at the time. 
Um, so I discovered Kyle Craig. I dis discovered the sound of Arm Dixon. Then uh, Playhouse continued to release brilliant music. Um, you had DJ Gregory from France. So there was a light at the end of the tunnel for me. And I said, one day this, this sound will maybe hopefully come back. And it did. Yeah. So, but I mean, personally, I was playing a bit more in bars and, and like bar club hybrids at that time, which got popular, like Café am Hochhaus, Count Card Club, which were like uh, all in the, in the Glockenbach area. Memories come up. I already forgot about that place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so um, I, what was super nice there, I, I had like all, always, you, you, you started at 10, you finished at three or four, you had five, six hours, you, you could go full spectrum. Yeah, and so, but sooner or later, I, I bumped into Markus Kanzler from Flucati again, and he said, hey, you have compost, you have this compost black label, shouldn't we start restart something again? And so I think it was in 2000. Seven, we started like occasional uh, black label nights within the Flucati setting at Harry Klein. Uh, also, like in the in the city of Munich, Registratur, the Registratur opened, and uh, yeah, which was one of my all-time favorite clubs in Munich. I I, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Reinbold, my boss at Compost, he also did parties at, at the Registratur already in 2006, I would say, 2007. Uh, he also did some black label nights there, invited Solomon, Jimster, people like that. And then, uh, then a bit later on, I, I got this offer from Markus Kanzler and, and I think we did like five parties within the Flocati until we got our own slot. I think that was in 2008 then, um, where we got really a monthly slot at, at, uh, at Harry Klein for, for our label night, mm. which, which I was hosting more or less and, and inviting DJs, yeah. And then I think there came two clubs that are now closed again, Bob Beeman and MMA, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. like. Um, we, we did this Black Label night, I think, for three years at, at Harry Klein, which, which was apparently also moving to the city, to the new venue. Um, and then uh, people I knew from, from the Ed Moses bar, they started uh, the Bob Beeman and also like David Mualem, who's now the one of the owners of Blitz Club. Uh, he was hired as the booking agent there or like as the creative director mm -hmm. and director, yeah. but he's also a compost artist i i had him playing uh, the black label night and he released like a brilliant album on compost and a couple of tw great 12 inches so we knew each other as well and bob beeman was like david is really as everybody knows he's really um really uh, perfectionist in, in terms of club and in terms of sound and he, he really follows his his ideals I would say 
when when he whenever he's planning something and with Bob Beeman that was like a first landmark in the Munich nightlife in terms of sound in terms of size in terms of lineups and, and I, yeah we were super happy when we got just got the opportunity to 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 switch our night there which we hold there like for two or th two years I think a bit more than two years we did the compost nights there so yeah lots of great guests like from Ozum Lade to uh, to DJ T to uh, to Robert Owens uh, we we just used that like Michael and me used that as the ground to to invite like people or artists who are really close to the label doesn't necessarily have to release on the label but it was like a good mix between people who release or released on on the black label and and uh, people we we just thought they make great music and are great djs so that was good times as well and yeah like the Munich nightlife and in this period I think it, it got like really a, a really an, an, another push to, a, to, the, to another level because then you you had like the registratur you had uh, you had lots of great great clubs in, in, in the center of Munich with also with Bob Beeman and and uh, so that that was great for the scene back then yeah yeah yeah, it was awesome. And then, like, uh, as as I knew Matthias already from 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 the Compost times, he, he released a couple of EPs, and we also hosted a radio show for Compost together. Uh, Matthias Schober. Um, we also went like pregnant <laughs> with this idea of founding our own label because we shared we share many many ideas about. Uh, how a label could be, should be. And uh, yeah, then um, he, he was starting to work at MMA, I think in the first year of MMA, he, he was like the, the promoter there or the, the creative director. And when Matthias hired there, uh, it was also like, I think in the first year of Lossless, it, it must have been 2014. And so we decided to, fly below the radar with our own names we just always announced lossless and and but uh, took the opportunity to to host a monthly night at mma when when it opened in 2014 yeah that was the, the first lossless nights in munich or our lossless nights back then uh, like parallel to the to the founding of 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 our new label which we had in mind since three years or something like the first record which actually came out on lossless we we had already i think two years with us playing it and and uh yeah big respect to anthony george patrice who who really trusted in us and and was patient enough like uh, okay these guys say they want to release it and yeah three years later it came out <laughs> Yeah, such a nice journey and just so many good memories out of that time. 
So although you're living on the countryside again now, you have a really close connection to the city. So um, what does it mean to you actually? Like if you would need to describe the feeling that you have to the city. Yeah, I mean, I what what I really like, I mean, some 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 people often say like Munich is so clean, Munich is which is true, but uh, like in a way, but uh, or, or Munich is posh or Munich I don't know, there's some 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 yeah like cliches about Munich which are not true or which are really getting better and better I, I would say I mean I, I I and I or some some other Germans sometimes think that Munich is like um, yeah like I don't know the English word but it's like spießig or something mm -hmm. like that but I, I think that that's all like uh, cliches anymore. Yeah. And I also think every city has everything just in yeah. different portions. Like for example, also in Berlin, there's also Grill Royale, you know? Yeah, so, like, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, often, yeah, Munich often was or has been considered like yeah. as posh to reduced, actually to reduced, but there is so much yeah. more in this city. Yeah. But, it's so much more than like these posh spots yeah. yeah it's 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 only a cliche and and yeah I, but what i really like it's i mean it's it's you have like all the advantages of of a of an international city or metropolis uh but you also you have lots of green space you have lots of you you have the mountains very close you have lakes surrounding munich yeah so you have a really good international uh, infrastructure if, if you need to go to new york yeah I, now in the pandemic it's different you, you need to go via frankfurt maybe i don't know or if to some international cities but yeah Pushing the, the pandemic away uh, munich has like a super connection uh, in the heart of europe yeah it's it's yeah and due to the airport and stuff it's it's like yeah really international city i would say and you have lots of of media and it economy and stuff mm -hmm. so which which is sometimes also uh, not that good because there's a lot of money in the city but not for everyone you know? yeah that's true <laughs> so it's it's super expensive but uh, not everybody is earning like uh, like a top manager <laughs> so you mentioned previously um the collaboration with matthias schober which which you started uh, lossless together but you also have a dj project together and a producer project um sbth um yeah tell us a bit about more about your collaboration with matthias yeah that's true i mean um as as i mentioned before like i met matthias in, in the yeah in the early 2000s in munich and then sooner or later he released on compost and uh we we were hosting this radio show together so there was a lot of common ground and and Then the, the idea was popping up to found, found uh, Lossless together. But uh, as I said before, we wanted to fly below the radar a bit, uh, not 
like especially uh, yeah like when when introducing the label we we wanted to have like a white paper we we didn't want to be judged hey that's the guys from compost they do a they do a label now together okay we know everything so we we, we just decided rather to 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 not communicate our names and stuff and so we we said okay we we, we have the second release on lossless was already planned and ready to go like like um and then we said okay let's let's give it a project name and let the people discover who we are stuff like that so so yeah like um uh, but like we 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 already played like uh back-to-back dj sets at the compost nights but yeah we we also across or like apart from munich we we also played together like uh, already so so we knew uh when when this is gonna happen then then we also occasionally dj together and and make music together as as sbth so that that was the, the plan back then yeah. and it's it's still still rolling <laughs> yeah and with your label lossless you have really yeah you're collaborating with wonderful artists like for example atelier trick or switch dance you organized showcases before the pandemic so how would you actually describe the sound of your label and how do you more or less decide on the artists with which you collaborate Wow, that that's that's a hard question. I mean, the the sound of lossless. I mean, in, in the end of the day, I think it's uh, like our artists. They they all, if if it's Atelier or if it's Anthony, Georges, Patrice, if it's Neil Flynn, Love Over Entropy, they all kind of have a, a, a unique sound to it. They they all kind of have like a signature, and put that in a in a release schedule of a label or sum this up if, if this is received as the as as a kind of lossless sound then then it's really really nice to us but it's hard to judge for ourselves or like to say hey we've got our own sound or something <laughs> but but if it's received like this um it's it's pretty cool and um like second part of your question how how do we choose I mean, with the artists, a lot of things coming naturally, like by by introduction of befriended people or, uh, yeah, a lot of things or most of, of things came like just by personal relations. Uh, and, and then, but but then we, we, we really take care that we rather meet the guys or, Skype or Zoom, <laughs> now it's called Zoom, <laughs> um, talk to them and, and if it clicks, it, it clicks. And, and most important, we need to feel the music, of course. We, we need to feel it because if, if we, for example, get goosebumps from a track, then it's always a good sign. So... <laughs> always yes That's and it. it's always like all of the artists they have a really specific and special sound I would say it's always a bit experimental sounds but also a bit melodic sounds of course which is an overused term but yeah there are a lot of melodies in it 
And yeah, I think that is something also that is coining somehow accidentally maybe, but um, for me, what I hear, um, that's also coining you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's like the kind of sound which, which is speaking to us and which we also try like to, to improve or like to push it a bit, bit forward. Like it's always like, yeah, hard to say, hey, uh, we try to be forward thinking or we try to push things further. But for us, yeah, we're, we're definitely not shy about vocals. We're not shy about melodies. But if, for example, a DJ tool, like a five-minute beat tool is speaking to us, it's speaking to us, then it, 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 it also get, have the chance to be released or, or we see where, where can we, where can we uh, fit it in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but generally it's, it's, it's nice to hear that, that, that you hear that in, in, in our releases. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> cooking in your kitchen like right now in terms of it's sbth or also with um, lossless yeah i mean uh it's like as you said with the pandemic it's 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 hard like to 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 plan like bookings or shows um that, that's that's super hard at the moment and i think that that but i think we're we're all looking forward to that point again when when that's going to be possible again in in a safe way um and in terms of music of course we we never really really stopped you mentioned like the switch dance collaboration which was a a, a, re, a remix for atelier which came out late late last year um that we all also had a tunnel visions and the matthias schober remix on on that nice package um then currently uh we're working on a on a new ep from manuel tour which hopefully is going to add a new or like a additional color to our to our roster and to our sound um it's it's a it's a three track ep Pretty, pretty stripped back, pretty uh, classic Detroit referencing sound, but in a modern way, as we know it from Manuel. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this one. Then the SBTH project is getting some remix treatment because uh, Frankie and Sandrino and uh, David Koch from Augsburg and also TB. Tom from Permanent Vacation are working on, on remixes for us. And uh, yeah, there's a new uh, Love of Entropy EP in the pipeline, which is also ready, but uh, this is a bit postponed because of the pandemic, because we also like, we always speak to our artists and Michelle, that's the real name of, of Love of Entropy, thought it, it might be better to wait a bit longer until maybe the pandemic is is, is uh, slowing down which yeah definitely by the end of the day ma makes sense yeah in terms of uh, in terms of releasing it because it, it's club music <laughs> that's for sure but on the other hand we we think a good track is a good track so but in the end of the day the the artist is going to say yes or no and then yeah, and, and we're also like um, 
we we uh, took the time and also looked back a bit, like uh, and and thought, hey, we, why not re-releasing some of our, yeah, let's say our favorite uh, tunes from Lossless uh, in in the form of a compilation, and and we we're gonna split that compilation in three or four EPs spiced up with uh, new exclusive material and uh, also maybe the one or other tune will be edited slightly and yeah so that that that's will that will be called uh, from the faults <laughs> so that that's also planned so hopefully like we yeah we we'll be able to to release one or two things during the summer Manuel Tour is in the, in the in the pressing plant currently. We're waiting for the vinyl. It's pretty long waiting times at the moment. So, but hopefully we we can come out with the Manuel Tour EP like end of June, early July, and then we're gonna take it from there. <laughs> I would no, say it's not going but to be boring the next uh, month, of course. No, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's super exciting, so honestly. Many times, uh, so many good things ahead. Excuse me? So many good things ahead. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully good things, but yeah, we have a good feeling. <laughs> That's good. Thomas, thank you so much. And also thank you so much for the time travel. So many memories popped up when you um, yeah, took us on took us on your personal journey through Munich. That was really amazing. Also, thank you again for being part of the Munich Travel Guide. And yeah, all the best to the Bavarian countryside. And I hope that we can rave again together soon again. That would be super nice. Yeah, thanks for having me, like here in the podcast and in the Travel Guide. Thanks, Sabine. Big, big pleasure. <laughs> I hope you liked this podcast interview and conversation with Thomas Herb. Um, I'm really happy about the memories that came up when we talked with each other. And if you want to find out more about him and his favorite locations in Munich, check out the Munich Travel Guide. It's available in our online shop on tunesandwings.com. I'm looking forward hearing from you and also looking forward to your feedback on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned.